Itchy, I think it's time. Time to pick Gar up off the floor? No. It's time. To return to virtual reality! Ah, fuck. Trooper transform! <laughs> Cue the roll call? Yeah. We are live! Mike! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster! Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Craycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse! Goldcaster Garza! A spark of courage! The power of dreams! Orangecaster! Global Soft Perka! Quick on the draw and draw on the quick! Uh, Redcaster! Savage Fox! Power of Anime! Runs through my veins! Crimsoncaster! Show Raven! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Oh, yeah. Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. This is episode 304. Please, Pokemon of the Week. What's the picture of Comrade Blades? <laughs> Blades isn't there. Fuck! No, he's there. No, he's there. He's just. Aaron! 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 We're almost, we're, Aaron! We're, almost, we're almost close to episode Agron, who's my favorite steel I got I got a funny story about Aaron. I was working at the casino at the time, and I'm in the break room, and I'm catching Pokemon, and my buddy Aaron is like, oh man, what Pokemon you catch? I'm like, oh, I caught an Aaron. He's like, no, no, what Pokemon you catch? I caught an Aaron. I know, like, I'm asking you what Pokemon you caught. <laughs> I was waiting, I was gonna say, you done messed up, a Aaron! People, people will say like, oh man, Mega Scissors is like one of the coolest steel Pokemon of all time. Yeah, no, fucking Mega Agron would like a word with you. Nope. That shit is fucking badass. Nope, still Mega Scissor. Mm -mm. Specifically blue Mega Scissor. The shortest string on it, I thought it had a much longer string. What does? Oh, the trooper, yeah, because it's for <laughs> children. Oh, ice cream. Yeah, it's literally just a piece of probably nine. Now it's just a choker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you loaded the wrong VR program. You wear instead of instead of fighting monsters, it's like you know, like a dominatrix thing. You wear. Oh god, it's Bethesda. It's clipping through my neck. <laughs> oh god. You wear it long enough, you'll think you in virtual reality. Well, if it's Bethesda, you owe them another twenty nine dollars for DLC. <laughs> and then, then, there, then there's also I'm Mega on for us and its beautiful hair. All right, we're past Pokemon. No. Never, never, never be. Check out, check out, Raven Street now. Now with the Discord server. Yeah, yeah. Go, go check out the Discord server. It's fun. We we make Pokemon jokes. I I also I know. Yeah. You know what I love now? Basically. Somebody go like, are you even a fan of Pokemon? And be like, fuck. Like just like, just whip out your arm that's already been there. Yeah. Like that looks like a shark. Sorry, wrong arm. All right. Uh, we are a uh, six-man Pokemon team of. <laughs> I'm the normal type! Enthusiasts who get together every Raven's week. the grass type, Itchy's water and ice, uh, Tom would be fire. Yes. And Gar would be... Poison. Ground. <laughs> yeah, ground type, because he's on the ground. Yeah. Poison Snorlax. And Emily would be the beautiful fairy type. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, okay, no, so, no, I... one last thing, okay? This arm, <laughs> forearm... A nine tails with a Vulpix little like dot on this side. Um, a Lolan nine tails in the other direction. So you put them together. It's a yin yang. Nice. So normal six... steel. Oh, thank you, Blazing Coon. Is that the new member of the Steel family? Sure. Does anyone have anything to drink that I could bum on? Norman Steel. Not, uh, Pepsi. 
I have apple juice. Can I have an apple juice? Ooh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I might take you up on that in a bit, too. Go grab, if you grab me one, you can guys can have one. Uh, All right. We drink apple juice on this can podcast someone, now. Can someone please put, like, Slowbro Cop's head on Akron's body? <laughs> no, if anything, Mega Agron is the criminal that Slowbro Cop has to arrest. Oh my god, he's the Clarence Bodiger of fucking Slowbro Cop. <laughs> my bullets bounce off of him. He's voiced by Red Foreman. <laughs> That was the Kurtwood Smith. Yeah, because that was the villain in Robocop. It's Kurtwood Smith. I will put my foot up your ass. I love the narrative we're slowly constructing. I need to, I need to just, I need to like collab with some people and just make Slowbro Cop an actual like comic or something. It's just like how Captain Two Pants got lore over time. Right. We're building our own. There's only three. Just enough. We're building our own Captain Ranger cinematic universe. Um, okay, so, uh, this week we are talking about Tom Rider 01, episode 40, Machine Sentai Killer Major, episode 16, and our feature Man, topic, if you haven't clued in by now, is the first two episodes of VR Troopers. This was a show that we wanted to talk about for a long time, and previously we were withholding it for purposes of discussing it at conventions, and now that's not gonna happen. How the Fuck, it got 92 episodes. I have no idea. Yeah, it's on Netflix with 92 episodes. Have at it. I wasn't even aware it had that Binge it the fuck I now! I used to watch it when I was a kid. We'll get into that. Fire the bumper? So is the opening going to now say 020202? Even. This episode was sort of like Endless Eight, but with Yizu. I don't know what that is. Haruhi. Oh, uh, like butterfly effects starting Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, it started to feel kind of butterfly effect-y. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we thought okay, it was time travel. First and foremost. did seem like the butterfly effect. Okay, so first and foremost, the thing that made me immediately pause the episode at the beginning of the episode and ask, what the fuck, why? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Arc Zero drop like beat the living shit out of Aruto, then turned around and walked the fuck away because he didn't care, only to follow them after they dragged his unconscious ass back to Heaton Manufacturing to just so he could do a dramatic entrance to then decide to kill Aruto. It's all part of his predictions. Run the- it's like can you run the numbers really quick? Okay, I've got fifty percent repeating, of course. He didn't just want... <laughs> He didn't just want to kill Arto. He wanted to shatter his dreams by destroying his company. I guess, but like it just wait. So you just did the cool like bad guy turn around, walk away as, as the hero's laying defeated, just to fucking follow him back to his home base. Wait till he wakes up and then kill him. Yeah. As was a that, villain, was do. that not clear? <laughs> Yeah, I don't get what's misunderstood about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kill you here on this bridge. I've already beaten you here. What did take us some logic to, to work out was how Aruto suddenly became a fucking master engineer and crafted the Zero Two driver himself. I mean, he did. Well, technically he didn't. He, he, just he, came... wait, he had, yeah, he had Izu run stuff and then Zaya fucking... Uh, he just had the run. idea. Well, the thing is, okay. He, he literally just drew it up. Like, okay. this is what I wanted to do and then it will have lasers and torches and, no, but and go through thing. time. The only thing practically that he designed is he wanted to be a melding of AI and human and he literally has been figuring out how to do that for the entire 30 
nine-episode run of the show. Yeah. Oh, okay, so here's the Naruto face of the week. That smug-ass face. <laughs> so... That's good. I wrote down a bunch of a bunch of notes. Some of them are for later, but one of them was um, related to what you just said, so can I say it? Absolutely. When Zero Two actually happened, I until I was absolutely certain that what happened was that Arto and Izu fused into one. Oh yeah. And then Izu oh. walked out from behind a building, and yeah. I was just like. Wait, wait, about same. Why is she there? We all thought the same thing. About same. I was like, yeah, he the, he keeps talking about the two of them working together as one in this forum. I'm like, oh, okay, so she's in it. Nope, nope, there she is at the sidelines. Yep. My, nope, my other two notes job. were one that I had saved from a few weeks ago that I didn't save but was especially true here, which is Arc Zero is genuinely terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Just it's the... probably one of the scariest things I've seen in any Toku thing. Like, it actually made me shudder. Just the Frieza death beam. Like, I he like literally had that fucking, like, attack where he points his finger and just shit. fucking And it like a gun when he points his finger. Yeah, Check his also, finger cocks. Also, can we, just, can we just say, when he just unceremoniously shoots Bowser in the back, I, I was like, yes! We were all like, Yeah! <laughs> Someone did it! A thousand points! The other note I had was, is the red marking on Zero Two supposed to look like the original Kamen Rider's scarf? Yes, it's very... It's supposed to be that, uh... Send off to that, yeah. Yeah, that's why I read gloves as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's more more of a reference to Nigo, since Zero One is Ichigo. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh... So... My general synopsis while watching this episode, first and foremost, though, can I say how fucking cool it was to watch Arc Zero just say "fuck your henshins" to the entire cast? Oh my god, show. you're breaking the rules! Yeah, you you would just pulls up her fucking uh, thing, her key, and just gets immediately shot through the chest. You won't. I let him send out the animals. You won't even get that far. Right? Everyone knows what I want from this picture yeah. right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Fua sends Everyone out, knows. Fua starts the henshin, Arc Zero literally just deletes all the animals, stops the henshin midway through, and then shoots Fua. <laughs> and it's like, damn! But, anyways, when he, I, I had this, I had this whole thing when they were staring at, uh, <laughs> God. Boxman! When they were uh, staring at Aruto's corpse at, uh, he, in the Heden building, I was just sitting there up until the first little time travel back bit, I was sitting there like, so is... Are they literally just gonna upload his consciousness to a fucking Humagear, maybe? Oh my god! That would've been awesome! Because, because the number... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that because cool. the number of times over the course of the show that he's connected to Zaya... Yeah. ...would not be far-fetched to imagine that there's a backup of his... He's developed compatibility yeah, with AI. Yeah, there, there's a back there's a backup of his fucking personality somewhere and they just upload it's it. It's just an Aruto key? Yeah. And I was like, okay, that didn't happen. Okay, oh, hey, we're time traveling. What the fuck? We'll get into that and what that turned out to be. Yeah. I, I, just, I just love that, like, Arc Zero's way of entering the building is just smashing through the ceiling like a Marvel MCU super, character. Yeah, superhero <laughs> entrance through the roof. It's like, I think that uh, we're gonna get attacked. Oh, no. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so I like that they just. I also like that they decided to just take Arto's body to the other Heaton building instead of, you know, to a hospital. Well, he was fucking dead. It's already dead. He's already a corpse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like they take him to Guy and he's like, wow, he's a thousand percent dead. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> funny that he actually said it because because uh, Arto's dead, so Arto was just like, don't fucking ever say that. But it's like, you're dead, so whatever. I can say all I want. Um, it reminds me of the movie Wizards, like well, the way that uh, that uh, Ark was dealing with. It's like it's like I have all the power of the cosmos. You can't possibly possibly stop me. Well, I'm going to use one magic spell Mother taught me when you weren't around. Yeah, what's that? Whips out a gun and shoots him. <laughs> oh my god! It's like yeah, I'm going to use my ultimate that... form, gank. God, Wizards is crazy because it's just like magic <laughs> right? versus gun. The oh, face on guy when he gets shot was priceless. Just, just, that, mo- just that momentary realization <laughs> of, ow, what the, f- oh. He's just like, oh. I saw oh. that happen and I'm like, there you go, Ichi, you gun down. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing they killed him. Come on, they were like, there's no way this is permanent. No. Right? No, the minute they started, like, Aruto was like, yeah, they might bring him back. Bowser, yeah, he was a fucking villain for most of the show, and so I can see them offing him unceremoniously like this. And then, like, cool. But then Yua and Fua followed him, like, yeah, this shit is permanent. Yeah, Fua goes to, like, Henshin in a rampage, Gatling or whatever like that, and then yeah, he just... I, I brought that up, yeah. I expected, like, I expected, like, he just shoots them. Well, I like that Dark Zero uh, did, uh, wiped out the Henshin. Fuck you. Yeah, that's... I, 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 I found a counter to You've already mentioned what that I said. No, but I mentioned how I like that okay. he did that, so okay. fuck you. I found so a counter to I just think it'd be funny if he kills all of them and they just run credits. <laughs> right? And it looks something like... It looks something like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's supposed to be animated. Click on it. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. <laughs> that's what that was for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's have a hat on. Fun. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> there you go. You got a picture of me on the Discord. Yeah. What, have they not seen you? I don't know. I, have they seen you? I don't take photos of myself been, very often. We did I take the photos you, video. I take yeah. photos for you for the channel all the time. I'm sorry that I wasn't there. Why, why, where do you think the picture picture's from? The more... With the trooper staying and put it in there. Where do you think the pictures for the 2020 Itchy Swimsuit calendar came from? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the world does not need... Uh, uh, but so yeah, Arto gets sniped and taken to the hidden building, and then Izu has this scene where she starts asking him for orders. Yeah, and, and gets confused. Crying. That's a sexy picture of me in that gif. Like, look at that. Look at me. We're talking about crying Izu. Yeah. I'm talking about my sexy that face. That was really sad. I you was need to hear about cry. my sexy yeah. face. She starts crying, and Jin's sitting there like, "Are you licking coolant out of your face? I, I, is she crying? That shouldn't be possible. The fuck? Someone was- get the oil can." It was kind of like a like a messy like a messy ugly cry, and it was awesome because it's like not like a single Photoshop tear. She was like blubbering. Yeah. <laughs> well, that thing that, that got me. Really the, well what are your scene. orders? And Lane, do you want to tell us why that was a well acted scene? Because we all read that article. Uh, yeah, because uh, so she kind of like got herself worked up to cry, and she did the scene, but then she just couldn't stop crying. So they actually had to like. Uh, leave her alone for a few minutes for her to like, kind of like get herself back to normal. There was this one shot of Aruto's actor like hugging her, trying to c- comfort her. Yeah, it was sweet. I'm not actually dead. But no, like she did, she did a really fucking good job. So well, well yeah, done. Yeah, no, that was really good. 
And then she just, it looks like it triggers something and suddenly she's back in the fucking office again. Yeah, when that, when the first time that happened, we thought that she was just, like, flashbacking and remembering that Arto told her. Yeah, and and no, this stuck. It makes sense, because she never snaps back to that present again. Yeah. So the thing is, from us, okay, it's basically, they showed it backwards the way that it would have been. Technically... It's she's seeing the outcome and how it led to that outcome because she's analyzing it. But for the narrative structure, they're showing it in order as if it were linear to us. So well, the way they showed it, fuck, what's this time travel? And I was like, what is this um, Groundhog Day? And then and then you're like, oh, this is literally what it would have. What like for example, what Doctor Strange was seeing when he was trying to figure out. Yeah. That. So here's my thing. When I first saw this. And you started getting the little time travel looking bits going on. So there is some theorizing and a little bit of proof in reality for this. That you can send like limited amounts of data back in time so it would basically arrive before you sent it. Uh, yeah, Ashton Kutcher taught us all that. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's actually a ground, a reality thing here that they're looking into. So I was like, so wouldn't not exactly impossible to think that an AI would just could basically transfer their entire consciousness back in time to themselves. Yeah, like when we when the, like, when okay. the when the first loop happened, at first we thought that this was just her flashbacking, but then she does it again and starts like reacting to shit even though it's in the past and we were like, "Oh, is she like using her singularity powers to travel back through her own consciousness?" And then it eventually comes out as no, this whole episode has just been easily running billions and billions of scenarios, situa- simulations, trying to figure out the best way to go about doing what they need to do. And oh my god, that's fucking brilliant! And yeah, they basically did sort of what Doctor Strange did, except they did a better job than him because it only took the one try. How many scenarios do we win? Two. Yeah. <laughs> Zero two. Right. <laughs> Zero two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Madoka. Honest, honestly, it reminded me kind of a Steins Gate moment, too, in that. Because she literally just went through a billion iterations of watching him die. Oh, fun. <laughs> that was awful. And just, oh. But, and, and it makes sense that at the end that she's like, I don't forgive you for I that. I do not <laughs> forgive you for that shit. And yeah, Madoka, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they they happen upon the optimal scenario, and out of Izu's robot ear pops the zero two key. Because apparently she can fucking three D print out of her ear now. I, I join out at this point. What's she gonna do? Three D print out of her ass? I, I mean, basically she's Zaya now, so I guess. Yeah, that's fucking cool. And uh, so yeah, she prints the the zero two key, and from it spawns. The zero two driver, which is just the zero one driver with an accessory on it. <laughs> oh yeah, Hyper Rabbit's got a point. That was her hard drive that popped out of her ear, and oh, it just became the key. That that covers the whole fusing with the AI yeah, base. Yeah, because that was her hard drive. Doesn't that, she need that? I guess. I'm sure he not. put it back. She's got a fucking backup in there. I get. She's got a backup of the entirety of Satellite Zaya in there. Yeah. So, yeah. A one driver with DLC. Exactly. Basically. I'm gonna buy the Seasons Pass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when it... We see her, like, hand the key to Aruto, and then we cut to him standing in this rubble, 
and like Izu's not there, like in that shot. So we all immediately assumed, oh my god, is he gonna yeah, fuse with her? Fuse together, and then she steps out from behind a building, and it's just like, oh, what? She oh, okay, there she is. And no, it's just her hard drive that's in there. I think we can safely assume that this is the series. Well, that is horrible, but th- also accurate, sadly. A lot of recent Comrade series has had this thing where one scene in the opening happens late in the series. Mm-hmm. And the one shot in the opening of Izu picking Aruto up from the rubble of the Hiden building, this is that scene. Yeah. But the funny thing about it is it was a switcheroo because this is not the Hiden building, it's the Hiden manufacturing building. Yeah. Yes, which Arc Zero promptly explodes. Yep. So I actually really like that. It's a it's a it's a trope that's been recent, but they put a, their own little spin on it this time. And thus we get to see the Comrade Zero Two Henshin, and now we know that the standby chime is "Let's give you power." Let's give you. For a while, I thought it was Nintendo "Let's wielding." Power. I thought it was "Let's wielding power." But uh, yeah, this is a cool Henshin. It's a badass Henshin, and the form is great. But yeah, it looks great. The fight was great. Oh, oh so the fight was so good. Oh, I love the rapid fire punches. I, just I, I, I love that point like early and it's like I'm going to take him out with this next hit. It pulls the he sauce and then just zero two is just standing behind him like yeah, I predicted your shit. He like swats away what? his shadow ball. And he says I like uh, it's like I I uh I, I saw that you would see that. I yeah. saw that coming a million moves ago. What? <laughs> I thought really hard in my mind. Or it's like no, I put uh I put uh Half and half in this cup, but I thought real hard about putting Sully in this or whatever from Scott Pilgrim. I, I just love it. Like, you see him, like, punch and then duck off camera, and then he comes in from the other side. That's really I good. I bet you they just, well, because they probably, made, you, they want to make a couple versions of the suit for style. I think they just literally had, like, the Two guys in. in the same suit? Yeah. Zero, yeah. zero two's just fucking Joseph Joestar. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, the, next you'll say the theme song. It sounded sort of like the existing insert theme song, but it was, it was there was a new part of it. So I think it's a it, people are saying it's a remix. Probably. We still don't even have the full size of the actual insert song, and we're getting a new one already. How much you want to bet? It's not actually a remix. It's just the, the second, second verse. verse. Fucking probably. And that's why we don't have the full version yet, because they didn't want to release it and spoil the fucking Zero Two theme. <laughs> what, like, does the, the lyrics of the second verse talk about Zero Two, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> maybe I have it's to just, say yeah, that, first... honest... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say that, honestly, this episode gave me goosebumps the whole time. Right? Yeah, it was good. It gave it was me... Just oh, yeah, really... it, yeah. It gave me fuller Earl Stein. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 not that, that. Oh, wait, we need, we need a, a saber key for Goosebumps. Oh, yeah, Goosebumps ride books. Yeah. Which one? There's so many. All of them. Um, super- oh! uh, you that one with the, the one with the skeletons in the picnic. No, it has to be Monster Blood for various reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were saying a second ago? Oh, no, that's, uh, I was just more on the same stuff. But, uh, yeah, no, it has to be, for various reasons... If we do a Goosebumps book, it has to be Monster Blood. Yes. <laughs> that would be a cool four. Honestly, a more slime. The Haunted Max Rider. That has absolutely nothing to do with why I chose that Goosebumps book and why that one's the one I remember. Okay. That should be the Haunted Max Rider. Hey, hey, for shits and giggles, someone Google what the main character in that book's name is. <laughs> which, which, which book? Monster Blood. The Goosebumps book. <laughs> you mean Evan? I. Oh. 
Yes. That's, that's not even just a first name thing either. You self-insert. I didn't need to. He named him after me. <laughs> Wait, what? Like entirely. The main yep. character's name in that book is Evan Ross. Like on purpose? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I just read that book you're, as a you're kid. Your remember going? Ross? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're Evan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the point. That's why you I know a real life Goosebumps that's character. That's why I remember that. Like... I was once watching. I was once that's watching. What, that's book. why I remember that book title so well. That would be so weird if I was reading a Goosebumps book and the main character had like my full name. Yep. Years ago. <laughs> years ago, weird. I'm watching. Uh, I'm Do watching you have a cousin Amer named Kermit who likes to invent stuff? I'm watching American football. Oh, he's like, Tom, do you like football? I said, I, I can never see myself in football. All right, we have Tom Savage coming down the coming down the field. He's going to throw a long thing. I'm like, they're, like throw a long it's thing. like everyone, that's Tom Savage doing it again. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm done. It's like one of those fucking kids or books that parents buy for their kids and they get their name printed in it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm friends with Elaine Bethune in Philadelphia, apparently. She's a very nice woman. Is she your evil twin? Yeah. No, she's an artist, though. Okay. Yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> um, so, yes, we see Zero Two Big Bang, which has shiny new lettering on it. Very nice. And, of course, that doesn't finish off Arc Zero. He gets away. Because we still got five more episodes. we got to right. find somehow. No, he gets he gets away, but he fucking literally he sauced him out of uh, <laughs> sushi. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that, like, oh, he, oh, there goes, yep, there's Ikazuchi, and oh my. Does that mean Ikazuchi's gonna be good now? Yes. Yes, it's Horobi. Right? Yeah, next week, apparently, Aruto teams up with Horobi. I kind of yeah. want to, I kind of want to buy this now. <laughs> <laughs> Is your favorite number three? Yes, actually. Wow. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, so and yeah, says, "Hey, yeah, Tom Savage." Like, hey, thanks. And, you know, it reminds me of the time that I had a Green Ranger um, T-shirt, like you know, like the like you know those like because we have what itchy, you know, like the the Power Ranger shirts. Yeah. The Green Ranger one, I got so creeped out because I'm wearing it. I hear like, "Hey, Tommy, yo, Tommy, what's up, Tommy?" I'm like, "How the fuck do they know my oh?" Because <laughs> you don't hear that's the only character. Like you're not hearing that if you're wearing red. You're not even hearing like, "Hey, Jason" or "Hey, Billy," because a lot of people Rocky. don't remember. Everybody fucking remembers Tommy. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Billy. Maybe Billy. So yeah, ex excellent episode of Zero One, and we'll see how the rest of the show plays out. You know what? I think they have to really fuck the ending at this point to make this series not be remembered great. Right? Like literally, there, there were some bumps along the way. Well, there was, I was literally like, there were moments where I'm like, no, don't have the end be about time travel. Don't have the end be about time travel. To and then I'm like, it wasn't time travel. It was. I know, I know. That's my whole point. It like, was a fake out. I was like, thank God, it's fucking. It's it's literally algorithmic predictions. I really love that. That's a stroke yeah, of genius. Yeah, smart. and it was. Uh, it was basically. Uh, uh, she was working on trying to figure out how to get past the YouTube algorithm and get the yeah. and ad revenue. How do we avoid demonetization? Yeah. This I love Vegas. This episode felt like a middle finger to Gar, who's just been lying. Face down on the ground all he's asleep. asleep. He's a tired boy. He laid down on the floor and he went to sleep. <laughs> Alright. Um, Hear me? Yeah, that tournament arc was the worst part of the show. Yeah. I liked it. Next week, our Arto apparently takes back the reins of heat and intelligence. No, that's my blanket. That's, my blanket. that's good. No, no, Kelly made that for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to catch Gar. <laughs> Throw the Pokemon. <laughs> Don't bug him. 
I was gonna put a blanket on him. <laughs> he's awake. I was gonna I was gonna walk over the blanket and giggle like it was gonna do a prank and then gently put a blanket on him. <laughs> oh no, Gar's been captured! He got a snow wild Garlax. <laughs> Gar used explosion! It's super <laughs> Should've weakened him more first. Gar is confused. He hurt himself in his confession. <laughs> Alright, let's I'm talk about the care majors. Fuck, I'm so alive. <laughs> Why are they growing? This episode reminded me why Cure Major is so great, because holy hell was the comedy on point this week. I mean, I gotta say, this show's humor is fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Itchy was like, we I were so watching it before, so. and Itchy before the, uh, the opening thing. Itchy was like doing a <laughs> laugh, like he was. Thanks for sharing. Hey, uh, Tom, do you uh, you want a marshmallow? Fuck, I don't want a marshmallow. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about marshmallows. It would have been the year twenty odd XX. For you see. And we were filming a thing. Long story short, there were melted marshmallows everywhere, uh, simulating slime. And we thought it's easy if you put a bunch of marshmallows in the microwave and cook them for like forty seconds, they puff up and you and they're slimy. But when they harden, they harden like stone. And they were all over the ground, people trading them in, and it smelled like, like dog shit and feet. <laughs> and I had to, and this was like, like, October, so I'm out there with a fucking hose, trying to clean this shit up, and, like, cold water was freezing my fucking hand, and I'm smelling this stinking, rotting sugar, and I'm just like, so every time somebody's like, you want a marshmallow, I'm like, ugh. Yikes. That sounds pretty traumatic. I mean, I personally like marshmallows. As part of their cake. We, can't to, we can't to do two things. Eat marshmallow and invade a planet. Looks like we're almost out of marshmallow. Yeah, so get this, people. The entire reason that this fucking marshmallow, like, monster of the week was a thing was just because Carantula in the last episode was just so into marshmallows that he wanted more marshmallows, so he made a marshmallow monster. To go turn people into marshmallows to bring them back to Carantula so he could eat them as marshmallows. You realize he could have just said, you're a monster with super strength. Go Walk into some. a fucking 7-Eleven, grab me 20 <laughs> bags of it and come right back. And I'm going to say... But no, we got to be evil about it. So instead we're going to go around and turn specifically women into marshmallows. You know what he was like, man? Yeah, it was all women. He was like, man, huh. these marshmallows taste great. The only thing that would make them better if they taste like fucking people. And I'm going to say... <laughs> This marshmallow what monster? Like people? This marshmallow monster? Damn, was dummy thick! Damn! Like I that really fucking. Liked the way they designed him so that like marshmallows stuck up like they were teeth. Yeah. Yeah, but then just he had like padding on like its ass. And... Or they just got a very interesting suit actor. But I, it was padding. It, it moved around thick. a little weird. But like he's like literally like like hitting red with his butt, setting him flying. They're bouncing off of That them. was the funniest shit ever! Mm. <laughs> My person thinks, like, I bet you they're gonna roast them, but that'd be too easy because they have a lot of fire. Yeah. And roasting just makes it, you know, just ruins everything. And then we find out that Takamichi has some sort of marshmallow-related trauma. And I, I literally just told that story about hating marshmallows, that he shows up marshmallows, and I'm like, I feel you, bro. <laughs> to the, both have marshmallow-related traumas. To, yeah. the, to the point of they do the roll call and he doesn't participate. He just fucking stands there. <laughs> that was that was so funny. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what the most depressing thing about the whole thing? Okay, so the the whole thing is that 
when he was a kid, he was uh, this girl wanted marshmallows as a present for White Day. Yeah, I think, and but he like you know was like goofing around with his friends and said some shit, and and it was like. Oh yeah, I don't really like her or anything. And then he's like, I meant to apologize, but that's the day he fucking got like attacked and sent to Crystallia. I I just love that flashback because you just see him get like hit by the beam and just like boom, fall. So his the ass. whole thing is that it's been thirty years. He has an age, but she's age. You're like, oh, she's old now. And I'm just like, she's my age now. Yep. And that's really old. Pretty. Yeah, she's still. I I I would literally go to her and say, hey, do you want to get married and then retire? But That's, no, she's a violinist now. Yeah, and she was uh, dummy talented. Yeah. No, but she looked gorgeous. She was wearing this nice dress. She yeah. was sweet. I, I mean, he he said that she was beautiful. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, okay, so yeah, he is tech. He hasn't aged physically, but emotionally, he's forty-five. Yeah. Because he's lived those years. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know what? In, unless I'm, this is a headcanon, I think. Nobody's gonna go out. I want to imagine him dating her and then picking up where they left off. Wouldn't that be so pure? That would be nice. Although it's the show seems to be pushing her him with uh, Sayo, which is pushed a little further even than then since like since they have him working on the marshmallows, they steal his changer and go hunt the treasure for him. Yeah, Sayo has just become so obsessed with Vegas. This now. Same on all of that stuff you said. Um. But yeah, like, we even see Kirame Pink flying around in Helico with the shiny changer on her other arm. Yeah. And I'm like, is that legal? <laughs> Hacks. Um, I don't know. I, you know what? I don't, I don't mind that ship. I'm not the kind of person who goes, no, it's my ship or no ship. But I'm just like, that's a good ship. He's, you know what? He's got a couple of really good options. Famous yeah. violinist, famous surgeon. Either way, he's getting, he's getting a very talented woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they not only steal his changer, but they steal the drill. So Sayo, like, takes the shiny breaker out to drill for the treasure. And Shigeru's just like, wait, isn't that for the Hisat? Fuck! It goes off and she's like, I, I died. That's and so she's, funny. Yeah, she goes flying and she's like, oh, that worked. It's like they set off fucking dynamite that they were standing on oh top of. Oh fucking god. Like, that's why you don't use another person's weapon, people. Right? Unless you know how to use it properly. <laughs> oh, fuck. so good. But, like... I do like this whole dynamic between that, like, uh, Hakutami Nami or whatever. I, I'm so proud of myself, actually. You got it. Name. Yeah, I know. Um, that, like, him and Takamichi are brothers, because it's just, like, I really love this the line where it's like, oh, yeah, I really like this person. He just looks at him like, Shut up! What the fuck was with the delivery of that line? Like, he just is like, stop telling them my secrets. <laughs> well, he's, he's just, he's, 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 he's feels depressed like, no i know but like he, the way he delivered that line was so awkward yeah so yeah they decide to make homemade marshmallows which i didn't realize was a thing you could do you can it's just, it's a little challenging because it's it's one of those things where um okay so I, i've seen online people do it it's not hard to do but it's hard to do well meaning that like most times you'll get flat too sticky um, just basically, f like, sugar fudge. Mm. But getting it, like, you know how it goes, like, oh, it's nice and spongy? Getting that sponginess is the challenge, because you have to whip it perfectly well. it's kind of setting. Yeah, so you have to whip it good. Yeah, so everyone I've seen do it, like, <laughs> you know, it, like, literally took them several tries to get it just right. So, yes, you could do it. You could make it yourself, but you probably have to try a few. And you saw that and the funny thing about them is they seem to have done several batches, and one of the batches turned out the way they wanted it. 
I'm actually kind of... The one they put in the freezer, too. Yeah. I'm actually kind of sad, too, that they, like, reused the same giant monster, because I, I was kind of hoping... No, for, like, that was actually funny! I love... Like, I'm, I'm willing to forgive laziness if they pull it off in funny ways. Karancha was like, okay, so design flaw with the, the launch button Jigani. It couldn't push the button. What do we do? We remove the button, and it just fires the missiles! I, want, I wanted something equal to, like, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or something. That would have been funny. No, I, I, I'm okay with what we got. Oh. But, I uh, think the marshmallow joke was pushed as far as, like, yeah. if it were pushed any further, it would have been like, oh, okay. Like, oh no, now the Kiramajin sword won't hit the monster because it's made of marshmallow. Oh no, well, let's just freeze it again. You know what it is? You know, you know what I think that's great about this show is that there's a serious love put in. Yeah. Like, there's a serious, like, they're putting a lot of thoughts, like, you know what would be awesome here? Like, they're having fun with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this show is a little bit out there, but I like that it's out there because Ryu Soldier was too much by the goddamn book. Yeah. Um, so, Sayo and Shigeru find the green Kirame stone, which Jewel promptly draws into a cement mixer. You know what? We are, like, what, one or two uh, stones away from having Devastator at this point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> I mean, I'll take anything after last one with a fucking vacuum cleaner. That one kind of sucked. It did. It did, yes. <laughs> so because the because Takamichi in his laziness accidentally stuck the marshmallow cooking stuff into the freezer instead of the fridge, and then they drop it, they discover that marshmallows are weak to ice. <sighs> so Hakatami Nami quickly shoots them up ice discs to put in their Kirame blasters. You only one. No, no, there were several. One for talking me, one for Tommy Tomo, one for Sayo. No, they only made one. Oh, maybe. I, no, he uh, because uh, one guy had it and he handed it to him. It's like here, you shoot it. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so Tommy Tomo always coming in clutch with the strategy for solving the monster of the week problem. Uh, shoots the marshmallow jamen to freeze him, and then they defeat him. Um. So yeah, the, 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 the machine we get is uh, Machine Mazellen. Now, be, the, the pun is kind of interesting, but it might not be obvious. So they, they're making a pun between the words Mazeru, which is for mixing, and Magellan. Yeah, what's it's also like, you could also reference Drive uh, when he went type Tridron. When he combined his tires, it was like, Taya, Kaki Mazeru. Um, what is that? Devastator. Yeah. So I don't know why they decided to reference Magellan for a cement mixer, but yeah. So the name is Mazellan because it's Mazeru plus Magellan. And then that's the, the TV Nihon subs translated as Mixellan because... What version of Devastator is that? That's fucking amazing. That's Combiner Wars Devastator. That's awesome. I bet you it's probably like $200. No, it was like 150 Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... So, and so they defeat the launch Ragani without the button uh, by using Mazellan with Kiramazin to turn it into a concrete blasting gun. I love that they, they were like, okay, so he's controlling the gun, and they had Green controlling the uh, um, the, uh, the feet, so they, they were running and gunning, and it was really cool to watch. Yep. And I love they were like, oh, Senna's just helping Takamichi out of her own self-interest. And she was like, no, we need him to resolve his character arc so he doesn't drag us down in battle. I like the one thing, it's like, did you get, did you get, uh, heartbroken? What, I would even take this chop? It's like, no, it's not like that at all. No, you just need to get your shit together. Stop, yeah, yeah, you just need to be better. Stop trying to throw your tropes at me. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> Stupid sexy devastator. Yeah. Uh, I also, even, I, I have not seen the original pen pineapple apple pen bit, but even I realized in that bit in the ending when they referenced it. You got a pen. You got a death note. They actually did that for death note. Sorry, the, the notes I wrote down, I've only wrote three notes for this episode. One was Tenchi with Silver just moping there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second was he's loving his burger pillow. Because he had a burger pillow. And the third was the freaking pineapple apple. I'm yeah. going to make a reference, and if anyone can get it, you're the coolest man of the, in the world until next week. <laughs> Against all better judgment, I like this Silver. No, it's obscure, and it's not the most popular line. But if anyone gets it, I will declare you the coolest person in the world till next Friday. Yeah, this this episode was just so much fun. And this was apparently written by one of the writers of the other pre very yeah, the one where the fucking monster gave up because he was just so annoying. Oh yeah, the reset button dimension. <laughs> that was the best episode of the series so far. Like I remember yeah. being iffy because I admit from the beginning of the series I was like. Yeah, I like parts of it, but it's kind of like it hasn't really. And then that episode, I was like, "This is fucking amazing! This is some of the best writing." Like that's like a fucking Black Mirror episode. Also, when like Takamichi's to explain the story about like what happened with the girl, I love just Sayo just comments like, "Wow, that's harsh," and I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> I, I know you know Sayo has a thing for him like totally it, it, it seems like they're hinting in that direction you know what I want it to be just like you know like maybe just like I want I, I see goodness I don't want it to be sexual I don't want no. it to be romantic no, no, no. I want it to be like everyone else is kind of looking at him like he's this like superhero kind of dude she's like this is a guy who had his youth taken away from him from you know where like from high school and literally got thrown into a world she wants and it's turned him jaded yeah, she wants him to be a better person. To feel like human. Yeah, it's like everyone else is looking at you like a half crystallian dude. You, I'm gonna look at you like you're a guy who got abducted by aliens <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I'm here to believe you. Pretty well, all things considered. You know what? You know what this is. You know what it is. All of the stuff we're talking about. Good character writing. Yeah. They, you know, and every time it seems that the show, every time they go into a trope or they go into like a character, cartoony character thing, they kind of come out the other end and link it back to either another character or reality. Yeah. So it's like these characters can be larger than life, but sometimes they just like, for example, like the actor guy. He, you know, yeah, he's like putting all that chapstick on. He just he's got a really big attention to detail. Like it's not that he's a womanizer. It's not that he's like into that girl. It's because he literally cares about you know the little details, and I like that. I like that after um, like uh, Kiri, the one before this, um, Re Soldier. Re Soldier. Where pretty much like two characters got development. Yeah. And it was bomb. And both of those characters were bomb. <laughs> yeah. And where so it's like this one like. Here's the big thing. Like, um, okay, so three soldier. I want you to tell me um, four things or three things, three personality traits about um, blue-haired guy. Other than the fact he has blue hair. Melt. Yeah. Can you melt. Yeah. What? What's? What's he about? 
They purported him to be the smart guy with all the plans, but he was really fucking bad at it. That's one. Uh, he had a relationship with the sister a little bit. That's one and a half. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, that's not really about him. Okay. I, I so did, yeah, like, uh, you're right. It's really hard to. Let's pick a random character. Uh, yellow in uh, Kira Major. He's okay off the top of my head. Yeah, he's a gamer. He's he's got a uh, a leading person, or he's got like a like a leading personality, but he's willing to delegate. Three, he's willing to compromise. He's got a hard edge, you know. When some, but he's learning to adapt. Like already, I could tell you a whole bunch about his personality. Even though he's not the leader, he's the best yeah. at coming up with tactics. These character, yeah, these characters are already more fleshed out. In what are we at? Like 12? 16. 16. We're 16 episodes in and we've already got more character development than the entirety of the previous. Yeah. And the thing is, that's what makes some series so great. Like, you know what I think the best part of uh, Lupat? And I'm not going to say this is even to all of the characters, but look at the Thieves, the Lupin Rangers. How developed were they as characters? They know, were super memorable, super like they had per they had a lot of personality, they had a lot of character, and some and some of them had somewhat minimal backstory, but they were so interesting and nuanced that you remember them. The uh, the uh, Pat um, Paddle Rangers. Rangers were other than red, and, well, red and green. It was red had a lot, green had a fair amount, pink had very little, but I mean, they really focused on the characters, and they skipped that. In Ryu Soldier. So now they're back to realizing that it, the more you care about these characters, the more invested in the show you're going to be. I wouldn't even say that Power Rangers had a decent amount of backstory. I felt their focus was more things they were doing now. Yes, but yeah, well, it gave them more develop. Well, there was some good backstory, but it's they, they developed them more. Like, you can, like, Kyrie, who is, who is one of my favorite Reds of all time, had such a great nuanced character. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, this was a really good episode. Yes. So next week is going to be the episode where Takamichi interacts with Tamitomo because he's had an episode with everyone else. We're finally going to get Gigant Driller, and we're finally going to see Kirame Silver put his goggles over his face. Yeah, it looks so fucking sweet, too. That is pretty exciting. Neat. Slash visor. Yeah. That's an FF14 joke. Yeah. You should... And it, by the way, have you have you solicited any of you guys come play Final Fantasy XIV with Itchy and I? As of patch 5.3, which drops August 11th, the free trial extends up to level 60 in all jobs and includes content up to the end of the first expansion. And if any of you guys want to play, two full Itchy and games I free. will personally help you with quests. Because that's what we do with friends. We care. We sharing is caring. As long as you're on the Crystal Data Center. Yes, as long as you're on the Crystal Data Center. <laughs> which you can pick. Yeah. Alright, let's get into our feature topic. Woo! We are VR Troopers. Virtual reality! Everyone, when talking about this show, the first thing they remember is that boppin' theme song. I know, the theme song, you know what? You know, Okay, so you know how hyped I was before we watched this episode? The only thing that held up in the 20 years since I've seen this show is the theme song. Agreed. This, like, I, how excited was I? Because I loved, I've watched every episode of this back in the day. I used, to, I used to watch it every day when I get home from school. But I watched two episodes of it today. And you know what I felt after 10 minutes in? I could go for a walk. 
Yeah. I vividly remember this show. I vividly remember this show existing, but I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in it. About same, I remember watching the crap out of it when I was younger, but aside from, like, the suits and basically Toku fights happening... I, I couldn't have differentiated it from Power Rangers in my mind if I wanted to. You which, know what? Which is made even more difficult by the fact that this show has settings that look exactly like Power Rangers and uses music that is almost exactly from Power Rangers. it's composed by the same two guys. Yeah. Um, Hayden Stappen and Shuki Levy. Um, you know what the thing that gets me? And Power Rangers hasn't aged incredibly well. But the thing is, Power Rangers has a certain kitsch to it that makes it fun to watch. Yeah. Like, when we watched the wedding episode, it was like, this is shit, but this is fucking hilarious. There were times <laughs> in this where we were like, eh. And you know the thing that gets me about this show, and I didn't notice it at the time? Because obviously they're taking a Japanese show, and they're like hacking at it with a cleaver to wrap it around. This one, okay, so when you watch original Power Rangers, you go like, okay, I can see, you know, it fits, it's still, it, I can see the lines for what's what, but it feels like they go together. This one, I'm just watching and going, none of this shit fits together. It's very clear. Why are they one's... having a fight in a completely different location there? And I know why. It's very clear that this show came from three different source materials. Different you know what it just seems like? It, you know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing, okay, Hayne Sabin, everyone knows what this guy looks like, an uptight business guy. I'm picturing him with a bunch of fucking beta tapes of like, uh, like three, like what, three different series of Metal Heroes? Two Two different series of Metal Heroes. So he's got piles of beta tapes in Japanese. And then season two, they add another one, I think. So yeah, so he walks into a room and there's a bunch of fucking writers who are getting paid like minimum wage. And he's like, make this into a show. I don't care how you do it. We start filming on Monday. That's monkeys on typewriters, this shit. I'm telling you that's got to be pretty... I'm thinking, tell me if I'm wrong, that's probably pretty close to how that went down. By the way, I, I have it in my head that Hain Seven is like the evil Bizarre World clone of Reiji Fizume. It kind of, yeah. <laughs> right? I still can't get over Like, I always felt bad about calling it Jew Ranger, even that's what it's called. And then literally Hain Seven in the, uh, the shows that made us, or toys that made us, literally was like, well, the next one was Jew Ranger. Jew Ranger? Jew Ranger. And I'm just like, okay, so he knows. He knows how funny that is. And it is technically pronounced Jew Ranger. Yes, sort of. It's Jew Ranger. It says Zed on the buckles. Yeah, but it's pronounced but, Jew. But yes, because Zed and J and L and R are such... Well, I'm not making any Jewish jokes. I'm just saying that's the word. No, no I know. Um... It's the Zed and the J sounds are almost... Interchangeable yeah, interchangeable yeah, for, for me personally, I did watch this show as a kid, but I wasn't really focused on the plot. I just liked the action and watching this, rewatching these first two episodes again now, my age. You know, no. You know, here, you know here's the thing. It's really bad. Here's the problem. And this is why Power Rangers, remember when we watched a lot of Power Rangers and it was still pretty fun? Yeah. It's because Power Rangers was a, based on a little younger demographic. It, it focused more on comedy... It was lighthearted and fun, and that held up. And the thing is, but the, here's here's the thing of why this didn't age well, and why people like me who you know live watched it back in the day liked it so much because it seemed kind of darker than Power Rangers. It seemed kind of harder edged. So as we were getting a little bit older and starting to, and this is the genius of Haim Sabin doing it when he did. He was trying to catch the audience growing out of Power Rangers. 
So this one you notice is a little darker. They're talking about nuclear shit. You know, they Rowan aren't out. This came out in 1994, the year after Mighty Morphin. Is this Mighty Okay, so maybe he was just trying to capture the next demographic. He was trying to get both demos at once. I just remember I was I think a little he was old. trying anything to yeah. make more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically. No, but he was trying to catch a somewhat older audience. These are these were some of the spaghetti strands that fell off the wall. Well, the whole thing is, I think at that time, you know, in Japan, they were like, "Well, nobody's buying these shows." They probably were just literally, like, is it is it still Toei that's doing uh, Metal Heroes? It's all owned by the same people. Yeah. So it was probably like, you know, hey, you made us a bunch of money. Do you want any of these? Do you want anything else in our back catalog? <laughs> like everything must go. <laughs> We're selling series wholesale. Yeah. So Gar, would you like to tell us why our current background are of suits that people may not recognize? Why did you choose that picture? I did. For last! I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny. Gar, you're tired. It's fun. fun. Yes, it is. Well, they're reused Red Ranger helmets, apparently. <laughs> they were like their undersuits while they were like transporting between worlds or some shit. I just thought that was funny that those were even in there at all, so I just wanted to highlight them. That's why it's our background for this episode. I think it's funny. I actually have a thing that I really... I, I want to send you that VR picture of me, um, and I, 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 just for consideration in the... Uh, the uh, the thumbnail. Also because I want my face in the thumbnail because I'm vain. Oh, the um, one from Here's Drawing? Yeah. I, well, it's in the Discord already. Yeah, well, I just sent it to you in case. Okay. Alright. Though there may not be much of it, let's get into the purported story of VR Troopers. Woo! Ryan Steele is a man whose dad has been missing for ten years. Shocker. Ryan Steele is the most 90s white guy. He is so fucking white Literally the first thing, the first thing you hear said, but you know, once it's uh, done, the cutscene is white wins. <laughs> cutscene. Cut <laughs> the dojo, but I kept thinking that too. I'm not gonna lie. Well, he literally okay. So he's like a martial arts, like fucking motorcycle riding white dude with bleach blonde hair, like fucking like like a, a, a black friend and a female friend, yeah, half crew cut. You know, like he was <laughs> such like a '90s protagonist. I just loved, like, whenever he's not talking about his dad, he's, like, very cool and quippy, you know, has, like, his jokes. And then when he starts talking about his dad, he just really, you know, thinking about my dad and oh, how much he taught me. I miss him. I really, miss I really him. hope oh, I find God. him someday. I need to find where he is. Hey, JP! Kayla, let's go out and have some fun. You ready to go, Jeff? All right, cool. Yeah, but my dad also liked to go out a lot, and he, now he's missing, and... I gotta find him. I mean, like, it just, it kept, he kept going doing that all like, the time. Like, I get why you would point that out, but, I mean, people can have more than one emotional side to them. No, no, but just, though. I get that you're commenting on how disjointed it seems. And yeah. And got in a shift. It Ryan, the you keep working out. I'm gonna go get some cigarettes. I'll be right back. He sees his dad in the birch like, Dad! And he, like, reaches out to him, like, uh, Ryan, it's a video. The, how could he, the, the, the like, uh, Ryan's dad know that his two friends would come with him and be watching it? So, he, like, he might say something probably like, Ryan, I know you were born with a deformed penis. Don't show it to anyone to freak them out. And then, JB and, and then they're like, what's this about deformed? Shut up. Dad, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends. Cool. Great uh, treatment. And then JB leans over, Ryan, it's a video. 
<laughs> that killed me. I love all cars. When did the slow motion high five come in? Oh, episode two. Second yeah. episode. I'll just talk about it now because it doesn't really link to anything. At one point, they do a high five. But it's not even in... I, I swear it's not even in slow motion. They just slowly approach hands and... then they boop. touch. Yeah, and that's it. It's like, like, like they tried to pass it off as a high five, but like... Power I swear, to, I swear to God, in the original series, it was probably like the two of them like reaching out to each other. But they just cut it. They, just <laughs> they had it to up. make it 90s. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they cut, cut it and then reversed it. it. Yeah. Turned yeah. it into a freaking high five. Just like... But it's so slow motion as yeah. they're like... Eh. You know one thing... Think it's uh, Spellbound. It was Spielbound? Yeah, Spielbound. It was like they touched and like they got power boost. Oh, okay. So oh, you know what? Conduct electricity. Is uh, the funny thing is 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 the martial arts thing at the beginning, other than having a couple of weird moves, felt like a real martial arts. There tournament. was one dude on the enemy team who at one point just kicked straight up for no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it felt like a real martial. Art. You know, you know, somebody told me the biggest way to tell when Dude, mom, I'm like, reading the, this about, jump. The biggest. Shit. The biggest. <laughs> Uh, difference between like Japanese fight choreography and American choreography is that Japanese stuntmen find one move, one specific move to be really backhanded and they don't like using it. Also, it's also very dangerous. Whereas in California stuntman stuff, they fucking love it. And it's the le- the backwards leg sweep. How many times have you seen like Tommy or Jason do a backwards leg sweep to a putty? But yet you never fucking see that in Super Sentai. Because it's actually a very dangerous move. Okay. And it's also considered to be a very cheap shot. It's like a it's like a kick to the balls. Yeah. So a lot of like um overseas stuntmen won't do it. Um so yeah, we get this martial arts tournament, and then we see that Caitlin's day job uh is apparently being a reporter under a boss who is basically the, the like the unborn like fusion of like Dom DeLuise, Billy Mays, and Kevin Smith all in one. Yeah, like I yeah. feel like I feel like if this show had a bit more budget, they could have gotten Dom DeLuise. Oh yeah, yeah. Lane and I had a moment watching, and Lane's like, you know who that reminds Are you me of? About the I... newspaper guy. Yeah, yeah. Woody. Okay, so Woody. Had hey, no, let me finish the Lane story. G? Hold on, Emily. Uh, it's like so. Lane goes. Lane goes. You know who that reminds me of? And he's like, you know, trying to think of like Dom DeLuise. I was like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Emily. Go uh, ahead. No, it's okay. I, no, 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 go I ahead. I want to hear what you want to say. Just I want to hear what you want to say, Emily. I'll just throw what I wrote down was J. Jonah Jameson, Captain Haddock. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then, like, later in episode two, he's just, like, Pictures playing, of like, VR Troopers! He's playing, like, with tanks and stuff. He's like, Beep, 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 Caitlin, did you finish that story yet? All right, you better get into my desk by tomorrow morning. Is it just me, or, like, the first time, like, he's literally, like, you know, doing, like, finger guns and, like, long, like, explosions, and then they get shot at by a jet, yep. and then this one, there's a bunch of tanks fighting, you know, a bunch of people, and then later in the episode, tanks fight, fight tanks. a bunch of people. Oh my god, it's, he's the one doing it. Yeah, he's, he could tell the future, but only through toys and hand gestures. Yeah, and, like, the first time we see him, he, like, nicks his finger on something, and then to, to, to dull the pain... Of his finger injury, he dips his finger in his coffee! I'm like, uh, no. It could have been iced coffee. Maybe? There was steam rising. I swear oh, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. It could have been really like, like, cold. Like, legit, the scene was happening, and I just was like, uh, no. Let's <laughs> replace that with coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Um, so, so Ryan and the gang go to a protest, and you start hearing chants of no more nukes. Which, no more nukes. They weren't incredibly clear 
where the nukes come into this. Because they're like, no more nukes. And then, like, this industrialist, like, knocks down a building. Maybe Carl Zichtor had, like, nukes. Did, That's like, what I was going to say. Were they, were, did they think that they were going to demolish the, the building with a nuke? The only thing that I can think of is, like, is he trying to build power plants? Like, Maybe? nuclear power did they say what that building was? No, no they but just... they looked pretty bummed when we got out demolished. Like it's like so. there was like oh, a throwaway. They, they did actually say what that building was. The building that was getting demolished was the uh, building that those three grew up in. Oh, oh. oh. so it was their Why? old home. Yeah, but I mean, why are they saying no more nukes? It's like the, it's like they had this thing. It's like okay, we want them protesting nuclear power, and then they changed the writing to have them destroy that building. So they're literally like looking at a completely different version of the script. We gotta have our environmental message in here somehow. The '90s was really big on the environmental message that they knew no idea how to express. Yeah, Emily, what were you saying? Um, I, this is all I really have for this episode, but it's pretty much all about Zichter. Yes, let's get and into Carl Zichter. One was Zichter is this guy's normal name. And then with their with their protests of no more nukes, I thought the implication at first was that he was going to drop an atomic bomb on the building and then build a power plant over it, rather than it being a nuclear power plant. But then I also have, you can tell he's 90s evil because he has slick back hair, a suit, a bunch of random clone women behind him, and a pet lizard while evil, evilly laughs while working on land development. I just love... I was like, oh look, he's got Jub Jub. How just quickly it <laughs> yeah. transitions, like there's so little exposition... That it literally like he blow like blows up the building. They talk about it, and then it and it cuts to him. Okay, return to virtual reality. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> whoa, I, what? <laughs> I understand that you have prefaced that this is VR troopers, but like you haven't led into that if, at all. If you started watching this show not knowing what it was, they drop that line on you, and you're just like, excuse me. <laughs> and then like the hot women turn to monster or like suit guys. Yes, so, like, are you telling me that he dresses up the numpties as hot women for his own benefit? Yes. Okay, fair. Wanted, well, you know what? Fair enough. I just but, wanted to have like a normal ass secretary, and like he's about to like go into virtual reality. It's like, oh, Mr. Sector, I, I got your comment. <laughs> he just sees him transforming. Yeah. So yes, uh, when he draws the blinds to, to retreat to his actual secret evil lair, he has a certain spell that he chants off while gripping his crystal ball. Which, when I was younger, I was like, that's fucking rad. And I'm watching it and I'm going, oh. Let's all say it together. I don't want to. Forces of darkness empower me. Take me back to my virtual reality. Mono. Yeah, I got cut off there, but that's okay. <laughs> It reminds me of, like, dark forces of evil. Transform this decrepit form into Mumra! <laughs> I had some great reverb on my voice right there. Well done. It hurt my it hurt my ear infection. You know what hurt me the most over these episodes? Ah! Oh, okay. My ear pops. Oh, fuck. Are you alright? No, it feels fucking amazing. You oh, ever cool. have your fucking ear pop? It's gonna re-plug in two, mine, oh, yeah. two minutes, yeah. but... You know what hurt me the most watching these episodes? What? Seeing CRT monitors. Ugh! Oh, big clacky keyboards. One thing I will give it, okay? <laughs> so when um JB You is, got mechanical keyboards. When JB is typing, he's actually looking like he's typing. He's typing slow like a regular guy. You know that fake like like slap. I'm in. Yeah, it's like I need to go, I need to go jump around the firewall and hack the half the mainstream. quick, zoom to enhance. Zoom and enhance. So yes, Carl Zichtor, when he returns to his virtual reality fortress, 
which really shows that they had no idea what virtual reality was. Uh, he turns into the Grimlord, and man, that transformation where you just watch him age in the span of three seconds into this wrinkled-ass old yeah, man turns, with long yeah. white hair, and then, like, his armor comes on. So does that mean that when he's, like, morphing in, like, in front of his guys, like, they're just sitting there like, oh, I wonder when, you know, when, uh, you know, the Overlord's coming back, and then he appears, like, naked with this wrinkly body. Like, you know, he's like a human dude, and then his body, like, goes into this naked old guy, and then goes into armor. Right? It seems like and he's then, naked like, for a point. And then, like, can't, like, like you know, Yeah, and then, like, Cannon knows is like, I, I can't get used to seeing that. I really wish that we could come in late. <laughs> what I'm what I am super curious about is, do we ever get to see him untransform? Like, go back to Zichter. Yeah, they play it backwards. I'm not even joking. Oh, really? Yeah, they do it all the time. <laughs> it's I, I mean, I don't know what it's I It's literally to... just that whole thing backwards. Of There's no reason why it wouldn't work. Of like, course. I mean, yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. They don't do it that much because, like, yeah, the trans... It, it the, doesn't look as awesome. It, yeah, like, turning from something kind of mundane into something cool is a lot better than something cool turning into something mundane. <laughs> I have become Carl Zichtor! Uh, <laughs> time to do my taxes! <laughs> oh, please, like, the business owner does taxes. <laughs> we have accountants for that. As, as one, I can accountant, confirm. Accountant comes in like, yeah, we've, I've got the first quarter. Oh my god, Zichter, what are you doing? Knowing him, his accountant is one of his mooks. Yeah. Probably, probably Cannon knows. Yeah, yeah. no, yes. No, it's Toxoid. Yeah, Toxoid. Because I, his real name is Taxoid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing here that you've got a lot of flights to Milwaukee. You can actually claim those as business expenses if you say that you were there for the sake of the business. That's why he has so many employees. They're all write-offs. Taxor. <laughs> like, oh my god, this dude wants to... All of his mooks are tax write-offs. He doesn't actually pay any of them, but... Yeah. No deductions for you! Like, like uh, Cannonos is actually like a... Like a like a forklift in the in the uh, in the uh, mail room that he's just put a cannon onto, and then we just have the one guy who's competent, who's not even an employee. He's like a separate contractor. I'm not Cannon Nose. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, Alan Nose, the Cannon Repair re uh, Representative. <laughs> I fix the copier. Yeah. So he has one general that he talks to, General Ivar, and I heard that name and went, "Oh my God, it's Ivar from Mystic Nuts." No. Oh. Have you ever heard the name Ivar anywhere else? Pretty sure I have somewhere. Someone tell me where Ivar has been used anywhere else. Uh, but this was before Mystic Knight, so I guess he just retired to his weird island off the coast of Ireland. It's a, it's a joke. It's a bad joke. I didn't think that one through. Anyways, so Ryan and the gang get lured to the Stargate by Professor Horatio Hart, who claims to have info on Ryan's missing dad. I'm just like, holy shit, this is higher resolution than computers of this time are capable of. Um, there's Ivar the Boneless in the show Vikings. <laughs> the fact that you had to Google that tells me my, all I need to know. No, I knew that! I don't watch yeah. Vikings, but I knew about Ivar Yeah, the sure, I'm sure. He's... Yeah. <laughs> so, Doc, Professor Horatio Hart, who in every single scene he's in, he looks like they didn't pay him enough. There, there he is. I brought the boneless. Ah. He's not even on set. They just have him in front of a green screen in some city on the other end of the country. He's on Zoom. That looks like he's not even looking directly at the camera. He looks like he's oh, no. stoned. Oh no, there's at least one moment he's definitely looking directly at the camera when he rolls his eyes really hard. 
at the VR troopers failing to realize that you guys are watching a goddamn video. Stop recoiling. Yeah, stop like re- they, they like they put on these like fucking like the goggles that look like the ones you put the the film reels in. I forget well, what they're no, called. They, no, they were, they're, they're, yeah, they're fucking Cyclops's visor. You know what? They look like they're about to go see Captain EO at Disney World. Yeah, they look halfway between Cyclops's visor and the Viewmasters yeah. that you put the film wheels I in. I like that at one point they show one of the monsters and Caitlin does like a cross block. Yeah, she like tries to block it. Like it's gonna attack her. Come on, man. How many times have you put like this, this fucking VR set that's like around here somewhere? Yeah. Um... How many times have like people put this on and flinched when something came out? I will admit, Skyrim VR actually scared me. Skyrim VR, I just reminds me, it's like it's like big spiders. It's like they go into the virtual world, it fades out and fades back in. It's about time you woke up. <laughs> I will say that like half the time when they've got these visors on, Professor Horatio is like awkwardly zooming very close to their face and then back out again at different shots and it's like ah it just shows that they're in virtual reality it just has a bunch of random particles yeah i just they're in like vr chat you know what got me even back in the day like the ads for this thing on wtv fox they were putting these really shitty ads and they're like because they're trying like power rangers that already been out for a bit so they're trying to get the power rangers fans and the way that they thought to do was like to talk about it's like it's like jb is a vr trooper he makes Power Rangers look weak, and he's the most ultimate ranger ever. And then in the first episode, he almost fucking dies. Yeah. Like, he's literally half the episode, he's like laying unconscious in a fucking bush. Oh, apparently Vegas found that there is a character named Ivor Raincroft, Ravencroft in uh, Elder Scrolls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ravencroft. So he's related to one of the Jarls. Okay. No, no, wait, sorry, that's Raven Prone. Are, you... <laughs> Are we... Get your Raven straight, Raven. <laughs> but the thing is, you know what gets me? It's like, okay, so... Don't ask me why. Uh, and ironically, like... Because um, Raven. That too. So many people have made... Uh, like, even, um, like, I think Linkara made fun of this. Some people made fun of this one fucking thing. They're driving their car trying to find Ryan. Even Jontron's made fun of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it was John. Yes. Like, yeah, well, this one line, he played it again and again and again. And it's like, the car goes out of control, and she goes, I can't control it! And, like, she can't, and the thing is, like, the car fucking jump, drives off a fucking cliff and then turns into a thing. Like, spreads, and, like, folds out wings. And then the fucking Hor- Horatio Hart goes, oh. By the way. By the way, I turned your car into a jet car. And, and literally the best, most reasonable response to anything in this entire series, is there anything else you need to tell me about? Like... Like even John. Did Trump you hide and- a gun in my vagina that I now Oof. need to worry about? Ooh. Does JB's arm turn into a giant cannon? <laughs> like John Tron made a good point when he talked about this. Like once they discovered that they couldn't control the vehicle, they could have just like bailed out and possibly injured or killed themselves. And Horatio Hart would have had to quote unquote live with that. And then like Ryan comes oh. back, he's like, "Oh, I'm finally back." Front. Where's JB and Caitlin? Oh, about that. Uh, they got in an unfortunate car accident. It was no one's fault. Yeah, they just lost control of the car, and I have also no your dog is dead. Yeah, because the by dog the is way, in, the tr- in the back seat. By the way, there's a flying car over there. It flies. Before you need to get in, you need to know that that car will take over control and fly. <laughs> just so you know. I have told you now. Uh, yeah. So episode one ends with them getting their VR superpowers, the virtualizers. And we see the trooper transform! And you know what? Even I think it's pretty cool. The transformation actually is the one of the it's, things that... It's pretty good. They're, they're cool, but I just, like... 
I don't like their morphers or whatever they're called. They're just these weird little necklaces that look like they were Ultraman. Literally, headed. they sold them as, hap- as Happy Meal toys at McDonald's. Yep. I had one as a kid. Emily does. Yeah. <laughs> I but didn't I- even know it was a thing until I found it at that place. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we get to see their suits, and they're very similar designs. Like, when I was a kid, I honestly couldn't tell them apart. No, you know the funny thing is, though, uh, ironically, something did stick with me. Because I knew that all of this was all from Japanese stuff. And ironically, if it weren't for Ryan Steele VR Troopers, I wouldn't be into Kamen Rider, and I wouldn't be on this show. Well. And let me tell you why. I guess we found out who the real Steele is, after all. Okay, because I really liked this show, as I I said. (laughs) And I liked how Ryan Steele, he's like half blue, half red. So he was like half, half, and half, right? Uh-huh. So one of the first times you guys invited me over to hang out, you guys are playing Batteride, and one of you is playing Kong Rider Double. And I thought, is that the guy from VR Troopers? <laughs> and then somebody, I think Dave Overkill, was like, no, that's Common Rider Double. And then you walked out of your room and like, can I show you Common Rider Double? And you literally put it on and played the first three episodes of it, and I was hooked. Oh, yeah, yeah. as soon as someone says, like, asks what Rider is, he's just like, well, let me tell you. Well, Only the first three episodes are free. <laughs> I'll show you Bill, my favorite. Yeah, but I mean. Prepare to have your life changed. Yeah, and, and, that, and that became a long, a long road of me being into Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. So if it weren't for me mistaking Ryan Steele for Kamen Rider Double, I wouldn't be here. I blame Paul and I regret it every Rider. day. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of us all just blame Paul because Kamen Rider Kabuto. Yeah. But I've he, never seen an, I've never seen that one. You should watch it. It's one of the good ones. You know man. what? I think I will be that one writer fan that will have not watched it. Next week is Comrade Kabuto. <laughs> Episode one two. <laughs> well, before we do it, we'll watch Star Wars: Phantom Menace. Right. Wait, though, do we need to show him Godspeed Love before the series? No. Okay. Mm, you wait until after. It's just like what? That's a good question, actually. No. <laughs> Yes and no. It works better. It it is te- it may technically be a prequel, but it works better if you see. Because the there's show that first. scene yeah. in the show, and if you watch the movie, then saw the scene in the show, you're like, oh, I get that's from yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's, but I, that's the way it's supposed to be taken. Well, watch Kamato Godspeed Love. It's a great movie. Uh, Vegas. The thing Haim Saban did right was Mystic Knights of Tiernanog. My mom loved that show too. <laughs> You know what? We've been over this. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? It's it's the opposite. Because remember how I'm watching this going, man, I thought this show was great and it wasn't wasn't that great. Mystic Nights, I remember being mad and then I'm watching and go, this show's pretty fucking rad. Right? So episode two, after the bit where they almost die in the car that can suddenly fly, they fight the mooks of this show, the skugs, which were the true form of the, the hot office women that... Zigtor keeps around him. I mean, I, I didn't think they were attractive, but that's just me. I don't know, maybe people like mindless slave-looking women. You know what, yeah, pe- some people do. You know they, they do. Yeah, Zigtor does. <laughs> and as they fight them, they like throw them into each other, and they discover that these monsters powered by electronics... <laughs> conduct electricity too well and their weakness is getting thrown into each other. I like the fact that they could easily destroy the VR by troopers by sending an odd number of scugs after them. But I guess they never do. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm joking. I know that they actually do send. Oh. They just literally throw them, three of them together at yes. once. <laughs> but I mean, you know what? Maybe that's, that, I think that's worse than the Zed parties, like where the weaknesses you have to punch them in the emblem. There's a big button on the chest that destroys them. 
Fucking hit it! What's yeah, your... there's a big button on a human face that destroys us. We need punches in the fucking eye. <laughs> or the nuts. Um, anyway, but uh, you know what? You know what I'm thinking? Maybe we got this backwards. Maybe the scugs are not turning into women. Maybe these are a bunch of badass business women that were trying to, you know, get through, you know, trying to fight back and to get ahead. And they realized that the only way to get ahead in a man's world of business is to turn themselves into badass cyborgs. <laughs> like maybe, maybe it's beautiful, talented, strong business women <laughs> that change into robots because that's the that's their career path. I think you're giving this show a little too much credit. Like I'm gonna make like a sequel series of like Scugs, the Untold Chapter. <laughs> I will, I will say, I will well, say, I did like, I did like the scene where. Uh, JB and uh, Caitlin were like fighting together and they were like running down a hallway and stuff and like it's all like it's just all like toku footage or whatever like that yeah, yeah and they're but, just literally but they're like, just like they're like oh like I like the dubbing worked really well with, with the footage and then like you see it here and I'm like oh shit this way no switch like I don't why like, do they need to switch you well, know what yeah as much as there's like oh, there's still the yeah like everything there's a lot less like stupid pun footage like you know Power Rangers like yeah that shows him let's give him a hand like you know yeah. like, like every time a different they cut to a different range they have to say something no you know why that is because the monsters of the week and things like Power Rangers all have some stupid gimmick to them that they can play off of in VR Troopers they're just fucking robots so and they're only saying things like oh come over here help me you know like they're all saying like actual battle things and yeah what Emily was saying a second ago is Grimlord refers to his troops as mutant robots. Mutant How the fuck is that a thing? How do you have a mutant robot? It's they're just You're robots. If they said robot mutants, that would actually make a little more sense because it would have, could imply that they were mutants that were then roboticized. That's all I can assume. Okay, by technicality, mutation does not have to... You don't have to be alive to do it. You have to change something from its original designation and alter it. But, but if they're modifying robots, that's not a mutation. That's a modification. Uh, it is a mutation is if you do it randomly. Like, you just put a bunch of shit on it and see what they do. I'm going to put a bunch of st cannons on this guy. Oh, shit, you can fire it. That's I a took this. I took this airplane and turned it into a robot. Or they could be... <laughs> They could be techno-organic, which means that they are the perfect blend between machine and living creatures. Just like beast machines! You beat me to it. <laughs> I think they are techno-organic. Fucking maybe. If they were cyborgs, that would explain why they're mutant robots. Everything just comes back to beast machines. Right? It's all, it's all connected. Till all are one. Till all are one. <laughs> I love that at one point in episode two of a 90-something episode show, Grimlord firmly declares, It's time for the final battle! Like it's fucking Tekken. <laughs> Get ready for the final battle. Oh, man. And also, then... the dog learns to talk because he touched the machine. He yeah, have... and then Ryan Steele has to like be very specific with them going, Jeb, don't need anyone knowing you're talking. The world's not ready for it. Yeah, he's all fuck. I'll tell you what I'm ready for. There has to be talking. You know dog what? Movies. You know what? Someone check how many talking dog movies were out in 1994. You know what it was. You know what the thing is for all of the voices <laughs> of they could have get a talking dog. 
it was not nearly as annoying of most talking things. Most talking things are like, yeah, let's go! Let's do it! Whereas he's doing a bad Nicholson, like, yeah, we're looking at me like I've just ate your last, you know, like... Apparently it's, uh, Goldar, or it's, uh, yeah. actor. Like, like, yeah, the dog is clearly trying to do Jack Nicholson. You, Ryan, you gotta be a straight shooter, dude, you got it. Yeah. Um, so there was a 1993 American romantic comedy film called Look Who's Talking, where it started John Travolta and Christy Alley, oh. and the, it had two dogs that talked to each other, voiced by Danny DeVito and Diane Keaton. Oh, no. That was, okay, that I was, watched that movie, actually, when I was a kid. It was not bad. That was actually a spinoff of the Look Who's Talking. There's The first is Look Who's Talking, that has a baby played by Bruce Willis. <laughs> Uh, like the voice, like it's like a baby, but the narration in the head is Bruce Willis. And everyone, and then everyone knows the great 1993 family adventure, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey, which had uh, talking dogs. Yeah, a talking dog and a cat. But I mean, like, okay. By the way, the sequel, Look Who's Talking Two, had another baby voiced by I think it was Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Then you had the 1996 adventure comedy film Homeward Bound 2 Lost in San Francisco only with talk- the same characters. We're only talking about what came before this show. And, and then... Why they well, this came, after, uh, this came after... The sequel came after VO Troopers. So they, they decided to make a sequel to Homeward Bound because of how much Jeb the Talking Dog no, I know, rose in popularity. The, the point of this conversation is why would VR Troopers and have a talking dog? Then you this also funny. Have kids the, like talking to animals. You have you you have the um He's arguably this show's Alpha Five. You also have the the remake, Look Who's Still Talking. <laughs> Where it's a bunch it's of rats and bugs. No, I'm just kidding. There's no, look who's still talking. Look who's still talking is us. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It'd just be a direct hit fucking VHS movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it honestly. Starring, starring Dean Cain Not and Casper Van Diem. Not the weirdest thing to ever come Casper Van Diem's pretty dope guy. Man, can we do it a day where we talk about Starship Troopers? Ah, uh, yes. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've never seen it. <gasps> Neither. Oh, oh my god. god. It's Lame. pretty violent. That's why I don't want to. I just, I, well, it's violent in a cartoony way. It also has one of the deepest uh, anti-fascism messages ever in cinema, hidden in a scene where you see tits. <laughs> also, Michael Ironside's in. You can never go wrong with Michael Ironside. Oh, no. Like, itchy, it's cartoony violent, but I mean, like, okay, can you watch Robocop? No, we can't watch RoboCop. I haven't watched that either. Okay, well, it's almost as bad as RoboCop. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same director. Uh, it's kind of... It. It's, uh, but... It, oh, man. Would you, you like to know more? Itchy, you would... First of all, you're gonna go, aren't those the suits from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy? Yeah, oh, would... no, I'm very aware that Lost Galaxy has Starship Troopers. And also the fucking ships, the drop ships, man, and the fucking destroyers. Oh, the it's a terrible planet! A bug planet! Yeah. Um, so in this episode, since episode one we got to see a CRT monitor, this episode graces us with appearances by a dot matrix printer and an A drive floppy disk. Oh god, yeah. you ever you, did you and ever a have to load? That you just inserted a photograph into. Did you like ever have drive? to load that kind of? Who here remembers the paper that had the perforated dots? Yep. On oh yep. god, and you had to load them yep. perfectly into the teeth yep. of the thing, and if it was off by one, it would jam one paper in. And, then, I remember uh, I always, and whenever it would print, it would always go. I, always like, I remember I always liked going to my dad's like work because he worked in an office, and I'd always just liked hearing like a printer go like. You know what I saw a guy do? It sounds like someone flatlining. I was in I was in high school, 
and there was a dot matrix printer in the library and the, the librarian one day when I was there at lunch reading books because I was a nerd like that um, he said want to see something cool and he took he cracked an egg into a small little plastic or a small little glass cup and he um, used stick tack to stick it to the head of the dot matrix thing and he put like tape to the top and he printed out a bunch of pages like he said come back in 10 minutes came back in 10 minutes and he took the thing off, opened it up, and it was like scrambled eggs inside. <laughs> computer, computer space back then was so fucking ridiculous, because, like, I remember watching an episode of Friends, and Chandler was like, I got this new baby, it's got a hundred megabyte hard drive, and I'm like, <laughs> so That was a lot. That was a lot then. back then. Oh, yeah. Around this time, okay, so this was what, 1996? 94. 94, okay. So I would have been in high school when this was on. And uh, let me tell you when this was on. Now, they're talking about virtual reality, going into things, scanning something, and immediately sending the photo to somebody. Let me tell you, this was the time where I first went on the internet. I went into the library at that same school because I read in a Gen 13 comic book that they had a website. And I spent half of lunch trying to get to that website, and the thing's like, oh, no, that's the email address. You can't just put that in. <laughs> that's anything with .com. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like... I'm going to put that in. It's like, I'm sorry. You only have half an hour left of lunch. You don't have time to load that website. <laughs> I kid you not. That's uh, how slow the internet was when that show was on. Yeah. And we had, quote unquote, blinding fast 24 megabyte dial-up. Oh, boy. So, so the, the troopers proceed to get warned about an enemy attack and they they go into the photography dark room to henshin and transport away which i feel is probably the mainstay for you, going you know what i'm seeing i'm seeing like it lights up and everything and there's a dude there with like a little crank wheel with his film in it he's like dudes you guys just ruined my entire roll of film by henshining in here oh <laughs> uh, yeah so so uh jb and caitlin go off to fight a monster and ryan gets to pilot his brand new flying ship it's just like a video game. Does he say that? Yeah. <laughs> so JB and Caitlin set the bomb, and then you just get this one shot of all the mooks like fucking bailing. What they know? So great. And then and then JB and Caitlin just run out into a snowfield for some reason. It's just winter suddenly. <laughs> uh, and then before the episode ends, we get this really one weird reaction shot of Jeb the dog, where his eyes pop out of his face. Oh my god! Yeah, you know. My god! Did you yeah, that. <laughs> Did you? Damn it! It didn't show up. I guess Netflix wow. Netflix doesn't do screenshots. No, they know what you're doing. Damn it! Anyways, <laughs> it's, Netflix it's, allowed you to do screenshots. I'd have like a hundred. I'd have a hundred screenshots from my favorite faces of Michiru from BNA. I mean, I have ways to get around that if I wanted to record stuff. Can we do an? Can we? Can we? Can we do an episode where we talk about BNA? Because I want to talk about I have BNA. no idea what that is. Brand new animal. It's, it's, a, it's a furry anime. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> Maybe. Is there anything like, in it like, like to... tokusatsu-like? Yeah. Um, no. You need to do more focus on tokusatsu. So. Uh, the main character transforms with using different forms. Like, you know, like gorilla arms and like cheetah legs. She's kind of like, oh, is it? I love Zootopia. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Yeah, it's Zootopia is an anime and the main character can transform into, you transform parts of her body into different animal parts. So it's a chimera guy from the Academia movie. Yeah. 
And the main <laughs> character is really cool, and the main guy is a blue glowing wolf. Cool. But yeah, like wolf itchy. The episode ends with the fucking VR troopers like, all right, we defeated him. Are we done? Uh, no, you stupid idiot. We have 90 episodes left of you fighting Grimlord and his troops every single week. But next time he will send them one at a time. Yeah. Like, in this episode, he actually, like, sends out fucking everyone, and then they fight them all back somehow. It's amazing. So yeah, that's just a smattering of VR troopers. It's a fucking mess. It is. It, it really, really is. is. No, I admit the show kind of gets into... Uh, it kind of normals down a bit, and they kind of get their stride, but it seems like those first two episodes, they're just, like, so fucking desperate to get you into the show that they are throwing all of the A shit at you. Like, fucking armies! Like, it almost feels like they want you to feel that it's more hardcore than Power Rangers. They, they took on too heavy of a load and tripped over the start line. Yeah, like, it just literally is like they're just vomiting fucking robots at you. Didn't they actually have that problem in season two where they ran out of footage, had to buy another show? Yes, that's why it's made of three shows instead of two. Alright, who in the chat, who would like to hear us talk about BNA some week? I don't really think that it's appropriate for the podcast, but... Yeah. If we ever have one of those weeks where we vote for, for things, we can put it in there, maybe. Yeah. So anyways... I think, honestly, Bakugan was a better fit for the podcast than BNA. Bakugan! I, I don't know about that. We did Bakugan because of the joke. Anyway, that is the episode. Can we, my week of my birthday, let me just randomly pick a thing? that has? You know what, sure. Yeah. So, that is the episode. Thank you all for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, subscribing, sharing, hitting the bell, doing all that shit. You know what to do by now. Yeah, everyone, put in your Raycon headphones. Turn on your your uh, skip the your, dishes. Your, yeah, your order. Yeah, skip the dishes. Make sure you're plugging in your Raycon uh, wireless earbuds while you're playing Raid Shadow. And Legends. use yeah. those earbuds to listen to Audible. Yeah, and boot up. Yeah, Nord NordVPN. Yeah, use NordVPN to connect to the Japanese server of Raid Shadow Legends. And if you have a problem doing any of this, you can have Tate. You could go to Skillshare. <laughs> or- I was gonna say. Or you could download a book on Audible. Yeah, I mentioned. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, please. We want to sell out so bad. We just haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. Get at me, corporations. Yep. <laughs> but mostly, I do Pepsi. think. I, I'm, I'm sorry if it sounded like I was saying there was something wrong with BNA. I wasn't. I just. No. Th- didn't think it would particularly on topic not that it's bad or anything i don't know i think every once in a while we should not topic it and also there is actually we, we like, do deviate every now and then there, there are some super sentai jokes in it okay well maybe yeah look if that was if that was a thing then me and uh, dave would have made us watch Naruto a while ago for this show oh yeah that's got actual common rider like, references no in god it. The, the amount of rider references in that show and speaking of shows with writer references... Oh, 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 I have been looking forward to this one! Shikai! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Our next feature topic for the following week will be episodes 1 and 2 of... Say it! Samurai Flamenco! The Toku oh, wow. anime. I think I'm going to be sick next week. <laughs> I have that's... seen episodes... Well, one, I think a few more, I did not care for. So, Tom... I'm just going to say this about that right now. The, my my biggest disappointment in us doing just the first two episodes of this show 
is the show fucking switches gears real quickly about episode four. Several five. times. I know, but especially for it. It's, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, get to, to it next week, but trust me, like within the at, at episode four, the show changes I hate gears when people and becomes say, something like, entirely. You gotta watch different. the show. Oh, I oh like no! It. Oh, you have to watch the first uh, twenty-five seasons to really get in. Oh no! Get no, no, into no. One Piece. So the so, point of the show is how abruptly it changes. Yeah, no, Tom. I, I will put it this way: that show. It's not just that it gets good in episode four. No, it turns into a completely different show in episode four. All I remember from the first episode, two episodes I watched was that there was pretty much the the cop version of Keon, and yes. I was very happy. Voice with him. by him. Voice yeah, by Sunita. Yeah. So he he was from what I saw the two first two episodes my favorite character so far. The so. opening line is also fucking wonderful in episode. Four. I haven't watched that show that. in years, so I'm excited to you go know back. Be a, to it. You know, be a great thing to watch for this if you guys haven't done it already. The fucking Guyver movie. We did. Oh, we, we, we talked about both. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, no. Me and Paul had those on fucking Special Topic ages ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, I still think we need to do Combat Unit Shinesman. I want to do Brave Story. Have you heard of Combat Unit? It is literally an, it. It is an animated parody. Like, for example, there's jokes like uh, one of the Super Sentai's characters is Tan! Um, Yo, I'd be down for Cashier or Gatchaman. Oh God, yes! I've never seen Catcher Man crowds. I want to watch that one. Catcher and Sins is wonderful and is one of my top anime, top favorite anime. Tekka Man Blade. Oh God! Let me also also Shinesman has fake commercials for Birch, including the (laughs) Shinesman shower uniform. (laughs) All right, well we'll get. We've got many years ahead yeah. of us. We will eventually cover yeah. everything. Me and Lane were just like, yeah, Tekka Man Blade. That's heavily Kamen Rider Black inspired. Yeah. But until next week, thank you all once again. We love every one of you. You guys make this show feel more worth doing than we it We love is. every one of the fans except for one. So we're not going to say <laughs> which one. We don't one. know which one it is. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're kidding. We're we love kidding. everyone. There's a couple we don't to to find out you'll have to join our discord server and punt and paw through the clues by the way anyone if you want to play final fantasy 14 message me or itchy we really want more people to play with yes it's we we, have a separate discord we love helping new people get started in the game the hell is that? Oh, that's getcha. fucking Cashier oh, yeah, trying Cashier. to take on the robot from Lost Planet. It's from Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Oh, yeah, he's in that. It's I love really... that game, and it deserves to be not on the Wii. Right? It yeah. deserves to be not on the Wii. Yeah, it's so much copyright. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh... <laughs> so many licenses. Yeah, yeah. Far too bad how that went. Yeah. That, that game just doesn't exist anymore. Like, yeah, like Scott Pilgrim versus the World the Game. No, yeah, but... because of the way it was download only, it. I still, you know what? You want to play that at Chilbrig over my Xbox? We could play that. Do anytime. it. Let's, let's we'll do a stream. I have all the fucking characters unlocked. Nice. Okay. Enough. We will see you all next week. Thank you once again. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Take care.